Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When we think about mythology and Pokemon, a lot of us look to the legendary Pokemon a lot of the time. And so there are a lot of non-legendary Pokemon that are inspired off of myth as well. And so I was really excited to talk about Zatu. Um, because it clearly resembles a totem from Native American culture. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Welcome to the 333rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my immaculate co-host, Scrod. And Sublime. And as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that Winston Churchill came up with right before declaring war on Germany in 1939. I think that's when World War II started. I I don't know if I'd want that to be the case. You know, like, he, maybe he did some good things, but, uh, you know, Winston Churchill was a renowned racist, Thatch. Really? I, I honestly did not know that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That you doesn't know, surprise me at Yeah, I'm not all. surprised. I just didn't know yeah. it. Yeah. Well, fun fact for the day and a wonderful way to start the episode, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so on that note, welcome to the Buckle Podcast, your show for everything Pokemon from the TCG to the video game. We talk everything, including Pokemon Conquest from time to time, uh, which Sublime, I believe, has played now. Love Hopefully. it. Great game. Yeah, we should talk fun. about it more. It's a fun game, yeah. We Honestly, I, I've been craving to replay it, but uh, like, there's a 30 other things that I need to, I need to like do and stuff like that <laughs> before yeah. I can get to, like, let's play Pokemon Conquest for an episode, right? Yeah, I gotcha. So it's it's on the list. We could put it on the list. Like let's slap it on the list for like some time in July. <laughs> <laughs> we could do. I that. just like how they were so willing to just put. Hey, let's just put Nobunaga in a Pokemon game. Yeah, I I'm amazed by that game in general. Just because I thought it was really really good. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> but was aside, funny. welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back. If you're old, we appreciate having you. We've got a great show lined up for you today. 
As always, we'll start with our chit-chat, jump into some news, go into our pokey quiz from there, where I actually have questions today. And then we'll even go into our topic, which is Pokemon mythology, follow it up with uh, Pokemon of the episode competitive analysis and funsies times, and then we'll end the show on the listener mailbag. So definitely get into that if you uh, if you're ready. So, uh, but before we yeah, start all I'm of ready. that, <laughs> before we start all of that, how you guys been? How's life? What's what's new? Um, I made a very poor financial decision last night. Oh, what did you play? What Pokemon uh, did you buy? I don't know. It, it, uh, wasn't Pokemon. It wasn't Pokemon, but it's uh, Final Fantasy 15. Oh, I, I have a I have a huge enamorment for the road trip genre, and I finally, you know, have procured the funds to get it, and then I immediately spent them on it. Anyway, but Pokemon related, I've been doing draft league stuff. Wait, let's let's pedal back just a little bit. Road trip genre yeah. is that a thing? Yeah, it's the genre of traveling with friends across the country, you know, and having is a good a... time. And it's the journey is what matters. It's not the end result. But the end result is something that you aspire to overcome, you know? Is it's, that it's a video really game genre or a movie genre? Because I feel like that sounds like a movie genre. It's it's really just something. It's, it transcends medium. It, it transcends yeah, it medium. Okay, totally, okay. Man. Do you feel it? Like it's just so cool. I feel like it's more of a Pokemon anime genre. You know, yeah. like Pokemon. You're not wrong. You're not Pokemon, wrong. Pokemon, <laughs> in a way, is the road trip genre. You know, yeah. like you're trying to become champion. You are on like, the road to Viridian yeah. City. <laughs> ah, it, it That's all comes what together. Saying, man. I get it. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's, you sound less than enthused. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> but it's all well, right. It's all right. What have you been up to Pokemon-wise then? Uh, draft League. Yeah, how that, how's that going for you? I won my last match. That's cool. That's and good. I'm getting a on it. Uh, um, what's your record right now? Uh, two and one. Ah, good. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was beaten by Whimsicott to be first. So at least I got that out of the way. That's you know? that's true. That was an you know? exciting match. People were looking forward to. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I had one Pokemon left. Oh, well, they she had one Pokemon left by the time it was over. Yeah, so, absolutely. That yeah. was that was like a hype match. That was super hype. I wish we could get some more of those streamed, but I'm really oh, waiting. Yeah. I'm really okay. waiting for like uh, what's it called? I'm waiting for Pokemon Switch to come out to be able to do this stuff because then it's so much more affordable for us all to be able to stream Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, because right now it's like four hundred dollars to go get a capture card, and that's uh, absurd. Yeah, that's absolutely absurd. Like, just go and buy a ton of capture cards. But when Pokemon comes out for the Switch, it literally costs like a hundred dollars because we can go buy these old ratty capture cards, and they'll all work. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. Like, I bought I bought a capture card like five years ago, and I use it. Just, it, it streams HDMI, and that's good enough for Poke for the Switch. So it works out. That's good. That's good. In the future. In the future. But uh, what about you, Sublime? How's everything going with you? Oh, the struggle is real, y'all. It is state testing starting this week in my state. And so as a teacher, I am loathing it. Um, But personally, I've been playing a bit of pocket in my spare time and really Ah. enjoying that a lot. 
Are you maining as anything particular or just like everything? Breaks in. I am ah, definitely yep, never mind. breaks in. We've yeah, had this conversation. Yeah. Yes. We've had this so, conversation. So like, <laughs> I feel like I'm a lot better with it now that I've been practicing with it. Like, I'm actually like really happy with how I'm doing with it. And I see a lot of growth from where I was when I started playing the game, which mm. is just wonderful. Uh, I'm trying to start learning a couple of other mons as well for the team battle. So I can have at least three things I'm proficient yeah. with. So yeah. I'm playing a lot with a uh, Weavile because how could I not use a dark type, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. No, I'm really excited for that. Uh, just because, I mean, first of all, I, I'm, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but um, for PuckleCon this year, like we can actually have Pokin and everything that we want this year. So I'm really looking forward to the having the ability to, um, I'm really looking forward to the, having the ability to play these games. And so I want to play it just so I can play as Blastoise just once. In some kind of setting. Have yeah. you not done that yet? I, I haven't actually. I haven't played it yet uh, because I haven't part purchased the DLC or anything. I want to. I just haven't had the time because I'm defending on Tuesday. And so this is. Well, you better be buying it first thing Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Or Tuesday <laughs> night for that matter. Tuesday, Tuesday at like 2 p.m. I'm just going to exactly. be done. I'm just done. You gotta punch him in the face, Thatcho. I got to do it, man. I got to do it. Like that's, you know what? That is also a road trip in and of itself because it shoots them so far. I mean, I should do a stream with that. Just yeah, Thatch playing Blastoise and Pokemon tournament for like <laughs> for like a half an hour. Um, but no, it's uh, actually uh, Jushiro and I just set up a new stream uh, plan uh, for those of you who aren't aware because people were asking for Jushiro and I to like swap games or something like that. Uh, for the stream because Jushiro uh, typically streams TCG, right? Hold up, hold up, hold up. So are you telling me Jushiro, TCG expert and VGC non-expert, is going to be playing the cartridge games on stream? So he's not going to play the cartridge games. Oh. Uh, you got uh, we're so going to do Showdown first because he can't play, sh- he doesn't have a capture card so he can't do cartridge games. Got it. However... Well, still, uh, that's still the same game in practice. It is the same game, so we're gonna actually go ahead, and we're gonna we're gonna play each other's games. Um, we're gonna do it on. I believe we scheduled it for eleven a.m. Eastern on the twenty uh, first of April. So that's in like two weeks. Um, it's a Saturday morning. You just instead of going and watching cartoons because you can't do that anymore because America's failing. Um, you can. I mean, it's not failing, but I mean, you can't watch cartoons on Saturday morning. You can watch Teen Titans Go. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> and But you can just get in your pajamas, eat your bowl of cereal at 11 a.m. Eastern or 8 a.m. Pacific time, and you go and you can go watch um, me and Jushiro. We're going to be on at the same time. We're going to Skype each other at the same time, and we're going to coach each other through each other's games. Well, I feel like you know how to play the card game. Yeah, I do. You're you're, you're like a jack of all trades, you know. Uh, kind of. I mean, yeah. I think all of us are pretty well rounded at Pokemon in general. Mm-hmm. Jashiro is not that. He is optimized. If he were Pokemon, he'd be very <laughs> optimized. <laughs> all TCG. Jashiro would be an ultra beast. Yeah, yeah. We're here like <laughs> mythical Pokemon. Like we're the Mew Celebi, and he's over there like being. Exerketry or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's exact. That's a good analogy. That's a fair analogy. Sushiro Zerketry. You better hope he's not listening to this. Well, you know what? His favorite evolution is Jolteon, so I feel like he won't be offended. <laughs> Honestly, you're not. You just you're not called Sushiro a lamp. It's like a Christmas tree, you know. He's bright. I'm calling him bright. I've been working on a team for him. 
so that he has a team to go play with with Pokemon that he likes. Um, okay. So I, I, I've been working on a team for him. I'm actually going to release it to the patrons here uh, probably in the next week or so before the stream so that they know what the team is and everything. And we'll probably give away a Pokemon from it. And just because patron things, if you want to be a patron, patreon.com slash puckle podcast, shameless plugs right there, guys. And, but I mean, I'm really excited for it. This is going to be a fun stream to just go play with me and Jushiro. Uh, I, I'm really excited for that one. Like when, once this defense is over, my life opens up significantly <laughs> uh, until I have to move. Of course, then when I move, I have to slow down because I have to like move my office and set up and everything. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that stream. I guess we'll kick it on over then to uh, to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, there's actually not that much going on in Pokemon. It's actually really sad. If you live in Japan, you can take place in the Japanese Championships or the Japan Championships 2018 qualifiers for Worlds because they do everything different over there and don't have championship points for whatever reason. You just got to be skilled, Thatch. It's just really weird. I, I would think because we have such a complicated circuit over here that it would work really well in Japan, but maybe not because people want to spend more time working than going and playing Pokemon, which is what I want to do. I want to do that here. <laughs> it, it, that's happening, though, I believe, on June 9th and 10th. Uh, I think this is actually a physical event, though. It's not online like it used to be. So at least you have to go to a physical event in Japan, which is in uh, Chiba, Japan. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah, you can go to the Makuhari Mese Exhibition Hall 11. <laughs> cool. Uh, that way you but and if you do well there that's how you get to worlds in the pokemon video game honestly it works well for them though because whoever goes from japan always does somewhat well at worlds it's it's always amazing um and you get battle points if you go okay oh, so you can do that um all right you can also if you're playing pokemon go go and play it on community day which is April 15th, which is a Sunday, so this is the last podcast before that. I know we've talked about this before, but they are doing Mareep, and they are doing this from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, April 15th. So please, oh, I might actually do that. Do it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to podcast yeah. on Sunday. On Sunday, I think I'm going to podcast on Saturday that week. Mareep is like hella rare. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mareep is such a good one. And on top of that, you can get a shiny one. And so it's, it's, all, it's an all right shiny. It's not great, but it's all right. It's, there's far more ugly shinies than good ones, and it's not a bad one. So they could always do like Gibble, where it's just like, is that shiny? I don't know. You lay off Gibble Thatch. He don't need your abuse. I mean, I'm not mad at Gibble. I'm just mad at Gibble shiny. <laughs> it's, it's he fine. can't control his color Thatch. <laughs> no, but then, uh, so yeah, Mareep is happening. That's really exciting. By the way, I haven't talked to you guys about this. I know Sublime, you play more Pokemon Go on a regular basis. Uh, what do you think about the new edition of achievements and stuff? Well, not achievements, but the quest. Of like research? The research? Yeah. Uh, I'm happy with it. I caught a Moltres the yeah. other day. It ate up all my Ultra Balls, and I kind of regret it because I already had a Moltres from when it was in the raids that yeah. was much stronger anyway. I think these are I think these are purposely low IV because I have only seen people catch them. Like, it had great IVs. It was just low CP. Okay, like, it's okay. going to take a ton of effort. I no, it's not an issue. I'm glad that they're finally introducing a way for us to get legendaries on our own. 
Yes, I agree. I think that's a very important. You've, I, I agree with everything you've said about it on the show. Let me just put it that way. Save you the trouble. Well, that's fine. I just wanted to know what your yeah. opinion was. Has, has, Ron, have you done this yet? No, I'm actually not really familiar with what research is. So. Oh, man. So they just introduced this like last week. It's brand new. So it's it, it's such a little thing that they added that makes a huge difference in the way that you play Pokemon Go. So what there are essentially like little optional quests that you can do. So you'll spin a stop and you'll get what's known as research because you're helping Professor Willow research the world of Pokemon Go, right? To uh, find Mew was to, the well, premise. That's that's the premise for the special research, right. not the uh, nothing. To, but so you're helping Field research. You're helping Professor Willow discover the world, and so like these tasks will be like catch three Pidgey, or go battle a gym, or use a super effective charge move in a gym battle, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And in return, you'll either get an encounter for a Pokemon you typically won't see, which I think is really nice. Yes. Um, or you'll get Great Balls or Ultra Balls or Pokeballs, any kind of item, essentially. Or Stardust. If and if unlucky. you do one of these every day, uh, that day you'll get what a stamp. And after you collect seven stamps, you'll actually get like a bunch of Stardust. You'll get a rare item. I, I've heard rare candies were a thing. Um, also, other items. I, don't, I got rare candies. I don't know what anybody else got. Um, and then... You could also get an encounter, and in this round right now, it's Moltres. I don't know if it's how often they're going to rotate it. Probably every month. I would say every month they would rotate it. Mm. Uh, though I'm currently in the second round of stamps anyway, so I don't know. We'll find out this next round. Yeah, yeah I'll find out on Thursday. So That's, that's really it. cool, because like one of my reasons why I kind of stopped playing Pokemon Go is I felt like I would never be able to get all the legendaries that had already, you know passed through and everyone was so far ahead of me that i felt kind of dispirited so like why even bother yeah i agree with you entirely that's one of the reasons i kind of put it down and then when this came out i was just like well now i need to go play and there, there's special quest lines as well to get mythicals right now i'm using the game but you have to complete like a long list of tasks and right now i'm stuck on catching a mew which is uh which is difficult it's difficult i got a or not a mew i need to catch a ditto uh, a ditto is, yeah I have to catch a ditto because let's catch everything. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm working ugh, on. Yeah, ugh, I hate ditto. Oh, so what's even <laughs> worse is this morning, uh, my wife and I were were playing, and she, we find this hoot hoot, and so I I catch it because I have more stuff because I work on a college campus. I have more items readily available, so I work on catching it. And she just like throws a pokeball at it, catches it, and she's like, "Oh, it's a ditto!" And so I'm throwing like ultra balls at this thing. Right? It breaks out of like five of them and then it runs away. I was so upset. Oh. Isn't that awful? <laughs> Yeah. 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 So it happens. Yeah, it happens. So I just need to find another one. You just have to like another thousand you will to go. eventually, right? So one day. One day. <laughs> Wait, we'll see. It, hopefully it comes back on. Uh hopefully it comes back. So just just something to keep up keep an eye out on. I, I don't actually hey. know if there's any other news that's going on. I think there uh, I hey, think Thatch, I have a question about yeah, go for it. ongoing. So what's the deal with that whole uh big leak thing? Which the, leak thing? The false leak that that went through what happened and like oh made, so uh, there there think. was just some shots that went went through in the leak recently there was a leak i don't want to say this is news because i don't think it's real um mm. and it's just because there was a leak recently where there was like a picture of a trainer surfing on a lapras with an eevee on their shoulder which was described to uh, pokey jungle before they had gotten the actual image uh by mm. another person and people are just like, oh, no, can't. And like, there's rumors that this is Kanto, stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything until we hear anything official about Pokemon Switch. I personally don't think it's coming in 2018. 
but I could be surprised, you know? We don't have a release date for Smash Brothers on the Switch, and it was only kind of teased so far. Maybe they'll give us some kind of release date uh, at E3. But if Pokemon's not announced before E3, I don't think we're going to get Pokemon this year. Uh, That means it's going to happen, everybody else. Thatch said it's not. (laughs) I'm getting better at this, okay? Fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh, A broken clock's right twice a day. You must use your powers for good. (laughs) I don't think it's happening before E3. I, I, like, if it doesn't happen before E3, we're not getting Pokemon uh, on the Switch. They, they, because they will not announce Pokemon at E3. I feel like that's too much of... like that. Pokemon likes to be their own thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why we got the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon announcement literally like a week before E3 happened. Uh, and so I could see something like that happening again, right? We could get a Pokemon Switch, or Pokemon Direct, like the week before E3 happens. And then they go, hey, Pokemon's coming out on the Switch. And we all go, yay. Yeah. And then it comes out November 16th, 2018, if anything. Because <laughs> uh, that's when Pokemon games are launched now. But I, yeah. I don't see it happening just because this would be make Gen 7 the shortest generation ever. Would that be so bad? No, you're not wrong. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could also see them trolling us real hard, not intentionally, just by being like money grubbers and going, hey, by the way, you can check out Pokemon Ultra Diamond and Ultra Pearl on the 3DS this Christmas at 11-16-2018. Oh, don't, don't say that. Don't make it happen. No, don't. Why? How could you say that? I could say that for a number of reasons. Mostly how because... How could you say that out loud? <laughs> You'll speak it into existence. Coming uh, this I... Christmas, Super Ultra Mega Sun and Moon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could totally see them doing it. One, because... Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon weren't that different than Sun and Moon. So uh, it's one thing for them to make a third version, but I know they've gotten better at better at this than that, right? And they'd have two teams working at Game Freak, usually a smaller team and then the larger team that works on the initial release of the first game. And the smaller team was working on Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon because the larger team was presumably working on the Switch game. And I don't think that's true, personally. I, you I know, think, what do you think the larger team was doing? I, I think they were working on, like, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Honestly, that's what I think they were working uh, on. Oh, uh, I think they were working on that just to move it over. But I could be wrong. I, I think there was word of Pokemon Bank only having enough room for Gen 7 to have four games instead of six like Gen 6 did. So that could be... <laughs> it, it, it could just be that they weren't going to do it and they were already planning to go to Switch. But interviews with the t- Pokemon company make it seem like they weren't ready to develop for Switch at all until... After the until probably after the announcement of Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, when there was a very vocal group of people that were just like, "Why isn't this on the Switch?" Blah 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 blah, right? <laughs> um, and I feel like the reason we got the the announcement, I'm gonna put that in quotes, at E3, was because they were just like, "Okay, we should calm the masses," and it was just it seemed like a very like tacked in thing. Like, by the way, we're making Pokemon for the Switch. Though, to be fair, the marketing's been real weird for that in general because Game Informer got that one random set of interviews back in September where they only talked about Pokemon on the Switch before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out. So, Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like they were very early in the planning stages, though, at that point. So, So there's a lot of material to process before you can make a, you know, educated, you know, guess about the whole situation but i i think either way we're all pokemon fans will end up playing it one way or another oh yeah i'm gonna play whatever oh, game we will next. but we'd rather play what we want to play rather than what they give us 
Yeah, but that's Nintendo. That's just the Nintendo in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I'm gonna throw out there. That's Nintendo. Uh <laughs> I want Pokemon, but it's all Malamar and you shoot ink in order to cover territory and you try to but shoot other people with your ink and uh, then they have to start back at the base. You, you guys know what I'm doing? Yeah, I see what you're doing. It's called yeah, Splatoon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple other pieces of news uh, before, we, before we quit. <laughs> First, if you want uh, Raikou or Entei and you live in the U.S., you have to go to Target between April 22nd and April 29th. Uh, that's such a weird place to have to go for this and to only do it for a week is really weird. But that's well, how you remember get when now. you had... Remember when you had to go to McDonald's for Hoopa? Yeah, I remember. That one's less strange to me because in the past, Nintendo has partnered with McDonald's. That's the only reason I, I'm like, that one's normal, you know? But this one's Target. And it's just like, Target, go away. I, 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 don't I love you. Target. I mean, I love Target. And I have I have a name for it, but I won't say it here. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty, Oak. I mean, I love Target. It's a good store. But at the same time, I don't want to go there for my Pokemon stuff. Uh, there's also okay. a new global mission. If you go hatch eggs, you can go get some festival <laughs> coins. You have to hatch three million eggs by April sixteenth. Uh, so have fun doing that, guys. That's fun. And that's uh, that's <laughs> probably about gonna happen. Is. Just that's regardless. So that's it for the news, guys. Uh, so before I move on, though, I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna drop this. I'm gonna say this for the next three months. PuckleCon. Our annual get together of all people in Puckle and uh, Pokemon. We get together once a year. We essentially throw a big party for Pokemon stuff. Um, we're, we have sanctioned tournaments, and we'll have a few side events this year as well. I'm really excited to be able to expand into the side events this year. <sighs> side events. It, it is going to be really exciting. And so, uh, definitely come if you can. This year it is July 21st and July 22nd at the Dayton, Ohio Convention Center. Room three oh six. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't come before, I suggest you come if you can. If you're capable of coming, you should definitely check it out. We're a good group of people. Uh, I know right now the plan is to uh, have a sanctioned TCG standard tournament and a sanctioned VGC tournament, and we're also going to have a bunch of side events. I I don't want to f- say anything about those yet because we haven't finalized them. Um, but it is a lot of fun. We're also going to be doing a live recording of a podcast where you guys can all have a chance to be on the show yourselves, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast though. So definitely check it out. If you get the chance, I know both these guys are coming and they, they've been to puckle cons of the past of, of ye of yonder. So <laughs> definitely check it out and it'll be a blast. Back in my day, PuckleCon didn't have lots of people and sad events. It had eight, and it was fun. <laughs> there were eight of us, and we all went to nationals, and that was all we did. <laughs> you know, it was fun, though. So it was fun. fun. I, I had a blast. Yeah. Uh, we uh, should definitely talk about going to nationals again this year. It's in Columbus, Ohio, so it's not too far away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah, we should Maybe. talk about it. You know, I, I don't know if I should draw, drive up to Ohio more than once a year, but yeah, I've well, already done. Well, if I had to go, I'd have to stay till PuckleCon to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year we'll put it closer to uh, closer to Nationals if it's in Columbus, Ohio. Then everybody can just take a week off, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Everyone take off three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! I can do that. 
I can do that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to we're gonna take a break right here, guys, and we're going to kick it on over to Puggles Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So this means, of course, they have to use what's in their heads. They cannot use the internet or any other device or a book. I guess you guys could have been using like a strategy guide or something this entire time, but we're not going to allow that to happen. What we're going to have here are five uh, questions, each of them about something with Pokemon. And they are going to go ahead and answer them as a team. They are competing against every other co-host we have on the show. For those of you who are new to the show, there are about ten of them. And we have each of them uh, come on and they'll compete in teams together. And it's a race to whoever gets to 30 points. Today, there's only going to be about seven points available. One point for answering each question correctly. One of these questions has two answers. So they'll get a point for each answer that they get for that one. That comes to six. They also get a hint that they can use for the entirety of uh, all of the questions. So they can use one hint for one question. Uh, but if they get all of the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash that hint in for a seventh point. So if you guys are ready, I have a ton of questions for you guys. By a ton, I mean five. Oh, hold up. I need to get my strategy guide out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm ready. So if you guys are ready, question number one. The first two questions come from Hydra. Uh, what is the most common ability among ground-type Pokemon? Oh man! Huh. Interesting. Um, I feel like a lot of ground types might have sturdy or something to do with sand veil. Uh, well, like a lot of the Pokemon with sand veil don't even have the ground typing. But a lot of them do. You have Gligar. You have um, Gliscor. The Garchomp line. Yeah, three with Arena Trap. Uh. There's more than one thing with Arena Trap? I thought that was just Trapinch. Uh, Trapinch, Ductrio, Diglett. Uh, oh, that's right. That makes sense. Um, uh, well, we're at five for um, What about, like, damp, damp or Water Absorb or something? You have Mudkip and Whoop. Not Mudkip. You have Whooper, I meant to say. Uh, hmm. Gonna need an answer. Ooh, okay. Well, um... I'm fine with a sand veil answer, I think. I feel like it's a safe guess, which means it's probably wrong because it's going to be something completely esoteric that you wouldn't expect, but whatever. Uh, sound bitter much? <laughs> I'm just like, it's, gonna, it's a trick question, I feel like, and I'm just upset if we lose to is a sand veil your, Is sand veil your final answer? Sure. That is correct. Hey. Sand veil is Sometimes the most prominent one. It wasn't a trick question, see? All right. All right. So that's that's a point for you guys today, right off the bat. You guys are well, doing well. You go. You guys are doing well. All right. And so our next one is also from Hydra. This one has two answers. Uh, I think you need both of them to kind of answer the question. So uh, it's it's easier yet harder than typical questions with bonus points in, in them. But uh, let's go ahead and see if you guys know what to do anyway. Uh, as of Gen 7, which two separate Pokemon types are both not very effective for, against each other? So, if you so there are individual types that mm -hmm. are not very effective against one another. Yes. Um, maybe fighting and bug? 
I'm, I'm just asking Sublime to verify. I think that. that's right. Like, I, yes, that sounds correct, 100. percent Or actually, it might be poison in bug too. Is poison not very effective against fighting? Oh, mm. or not poison? Uh, not poison and bug. Poison and fighting. I meant to say. Um. No, oh, poison is neutral against fighting. Okay, then I, I think it that. is bug and fighting. You're right. Uh, let, let's th think a bit more. I yeah, like let's go through the type chart real quick in our heads, but that's a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, no, because those are immune. You could say normal and ghost. Yeah, immune is different, I think. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to need an answer. Okay. Let's go with bug and fighting. That's your final answer, bug and fighting? Sure. That is correct. Yeah. Bug and fighting types <laughs> are not very effective against each other. That's three points for you guys today out of two questions. This is what happens out of every, yeah, yeah. when you put trivia champions together. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, man. We haven't, <laughs> seen, we haven't seen a full seven-point game in quite a while. I think Ooh, almost in the year. Let's make oh, this oh, the Let's one. see if we can make it happen. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> All right. So oh. this, these next two questions were written by me. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, good. Usually those are easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you saying that Thatch is easy? No, yes. I'm saying that he usually finds his questions last minute if no one submitted them and it doesn't yes. like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Shoot. So this question uh, is about the Pinat Berry. Uh, we are familiar with the Pinat Berry in Pokemon Go, at least Sublime and I are, uh, because it doubles sure. the candy that you get when you use sure. it in Pokemon Go. But what does it do in the main video game series? Uh, it makes brown pokey blocks. <laughs> and that answer is correct. <laughs> I was going to say you feed it to Pokemon. That's what you do. <laughs> uh, if, if I'm using my Gen 3 uh, encyclopedic knowledge, it makes brown pokey blocks. But is, is like maybe it, did, maybe it did something in future gens. I, like, honestly, because he said main series games. Uh, you make coffins out of berries. Yeah, you make stuff out of it. You make, you cook, you cook with it. You put it's, pineapple in your pizza, you know? Is that your final answer? I feel like that's one of the berries that doesn't really do anything because it's not a tight berry. So it must be, I think it's a pot, like a poffin berry. Yeah, let's cook it up and serve this answer to you, Fetch. So you're saying that it's only good for cooking, and that is correct. Uh, yeah. That is all it's good for. It doesn't actually do anything. Just You just use it for poffins and pokeblocks. It like, does do something. It makes the poffins. That's all it does, though. It's not, <laughs> so it's you not can do the while. contest that no one ever plays. So I want some pineapples now. So question number, what is this? Question number four uh, is different than any other question I've ever done. This is the first multiple choice question I have ever done. Oh, in oh God, why? What? Uh, so uh, I want to know which pairs of these Pokemon can breed together. Okay. Are you ready why? for this? So, so you better give me a Wailord and Skitty. That's all I know. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> gonna give you. Choice. I'm gonna give you a bunch of Pokemon, and you're gonna tell me if the pairs can breed together. By a bunch, I mean four. So the first pair is Dratini and Quillfish. Uh, then you have Vanellite and Lombre, Archaeops and Tentacool, and then Ditto and Nidorina. Wait, what, did I type Ditto? Yeah, that's Ditto. stupid. Sure. That's wrong. It's that one. Don't Done. get rid of that one. That, uh, I only gave you three quests. I only gave you three of them. Uh, okay. 
I only give you three of them. Forget the Ditto and Ditto Arena. You have a 33% can, chance to win can, now. Can you say them again? Dratini and Quillfish, Vanellite okay. and Lombre, Archeops and Tentacool. Okay, so the first one is going to be like Dragon and Water 2. But the question is, was Dratini a part of one of the water breeding groups, and is it the same one yeah. as Quillfish? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Vanillite one I think we can rule out, though. I Wait, think we what, could what, rule out what was Lombre. It? I was actually looking at Ludicolo earlier today, and its line is both one of the grass groups and uh, no, one of the water groups and the grass egg group. Is it? So I would be surprised yeah. if the Nilite is grass, but it could be. I'm pretty sure it's amorphous. Yeah, so we can cut that one out. I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one? Tentacle. Archaeops and... and Tentacle. Oh boy! So. Ooh. Uh, so Archaeops is, fa- is there a fossil egg group? I'm not, I don't think there is. I don't I think think you a, it's Archaeops is are. part of the monster egg group and the monster egg group is huge. And the first one was Dratini plus Quillfish. And Quillfish. But mm. the question is, are Dratini and Quillfish in the same or in different water egg groups? Yeah, because there are three. That's tricky. Uh, and I feel like they wouldn't be. You know, out of all of those options, I'd say that Dratini and Quillfish are probably the most likely. It seems like the most reasonable, unless Tentacles in the monster egg group. I'm going to need an answer. You also have the hint, if you're unsure, of course. But then if we use the hint, we don't have a perfect sweep. We got to go for gold, you know. Yeah, you got to take a chance. (laughs) Okay, we're going to let's see how much we've messed up. So, Dratini Quillfish, as we go with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's say we have like a 50% chance if we yeah. get rid of the long one. You do have one. a 50% chance, this is true. It's still a failing grade, yo. But it rounds <laughs> up, 0.5 rounds up. Okay, are you ready? See it. Uh, so, Dratini and Quillfish, that's your final answer? That is unfortunately incorrect. No! It's actually oh, Archaeops no. and Tentacool oh, because geez. Archaeops what? is in the Water 3 egg group. What? Yeah. Why? Why? Right? Ugh. I think it's because they put all uh, all of the uh, fossils there, and he is just in it. Take that for what you will, I guess. Um, I need to pull up a base stat question for you guys here. I'm doing it on the fly. A base stat. Uh, oops, I typed base set. So base stat question. I'll let you guys pick the base stat today. Uh, I feel like special attack. Special defense. Special, no, special <laughs> defense. Sure. Special defense it is. Whatever, sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I just uh, said something. <laughs> so I want to know then what, uh, what, uh, what water type Pokemon has the oh. highest base special defense? So you pick the largest type. Yeah. Have, oh my goodness. What water type uh, Pokemon has the highest base special defense? Why do I put up? There's some really high ones. Like, for, like because water's so big, there's like high ones for every stat. Mm. But it might I be think Mega Slowbro. I actually, no, because that has really high defense and it's got rather unimpressive special defense. Okay. Uh, I think it might be Primal Kyogre because a lot of the Primals are, um, the two of them, right? are both high for more than one stat in their type. Sure. And that is like a 160 special defense, I'm pretty sure. Like its physical defense is underwhelming, but specially 
primal Kyogre is a giant whale. Well, we might as well use our heads. So. Ooh, it's a legendary. Oh, that's true. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. We should use our hint. That's what yes. I just said. I just gave. Oh, it he to just you. gave us the hint, which was that it is a legendary. Because oh. my second choice was actually Toxapex, and I'm pretty sure Kyogre is higher than that, or Primal Kyogre is. Right, right. And le- let's see. Are there? There aren't really that many water legendaries. Uh, Suicune is definitely not that high. Yeah. Um, Keldeo is definitely not that high. Yeah. Uh, Palkia is definitely not that high. You know, I Manatee think I'm feeling pretty confident. Not- yeah, I, I feel like yeah. we got it. Is that your final answer, Primal Kyogre? Yeah, final yeah. answer. That is correct. Primal Kyogre has a base special defense of 160. So oh, that gives you guys five uh, points for today, though. So that's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. You guys get five points, and that puts you on par with uh, second place here. Wait, so, who has first? Who has first? So currently, Dr. Shamu is in first place with 10 oh, points. Oh, because he pushed me over the edge the week before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Whimsicott, <laughs> Sublime, and Scrawn are all tied for second with five points. And then Basket, Yushiro, Maximus, Gator, Snag, Bosephus, and Viger are all tied for third place with zero points. Zero points. So they're in third place. They're not Wasn't too far behind. Details? I don't remember. All right. Not so that's going to be it for Pokey Quiz. I We are going to take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians. It's Sublime Manic can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast then check out our social media you can find links to our facebook twitter reddit and youtube all from our website pucklepodcast.com and you can join our discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other pokalonians also check us out at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast and if you have an amazon prime account consider subscribing to our twitch channel you can also check us out at youtube at youtube slash puckle podcast and we also have a patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And on to the topic. In the topic, we've got Pokemon based on mythologies. Uh, this was a topic that Scrawn really wanted to do, and so I let him do it because I like him as a person. It's I fun. Think, you I think know, you're a nice person, by the way. I think... Oh, Fetch, thank you. <laughs> I, 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 he noticed me. I'm just saying. I'm just messing around. <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, I really like mythology. Uh, for a little while, I did a Pokemon mythology series on the website. I do remember that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that it's really fun to know what we're getting in the games based on like what we actually had happen, but not happen. You know, like the cultural resonances that create mythologies. You know, it's kind of like history, but. Also not. Anyway, let's go <laughs> ahead and get started. Uh, so one of the biggest uh, like the questions I had as a kid was uh, the distinction between like why would there be two Phoenix Pokemon? Well, uh, wait, there's a second wanna, Phoenix Pokemon. Well, you got Moltres. Moltres. Oh, oh, right? yeah. Uh, I don't know that I would right. call Moltres a Phoenix though. I would just call it's it a Firebird. It's a Firebird. It's a Pontiac culturally of phoenix in a lot of places well there yeah. is some debate on whether or not Ho-Oh is uh more closely related to uh a phoenix or a different uh mythological bird of a very close area and like those mythological characters are obviously related but what i am referring to 
is the from Persian mythology, the the sea the sheep the seamorg, and the seamorg is that in Persian mythology isn't very well known in today's context, but uh, if you've ever heard of the legendary hero Rostam, or uh, that's even the legends of Sayavash, then you would have heard of the seamorg, and the seamorg was an incredibly influential character and directly yeah. impacted the lives of people. Uh, but one of the reasons why I think that uh, Ho'o is a direct representation of the Seamorg, not the Phoenix, is because in mythology, uh, the Seamorg is known to give feathers of its body to those who it needs to bestow power onto. And we see this in, sort, sort of see it pseudo in the game, whatever, in Pewter City where we get that, or, or whatever, in the main game when we get that feather of, of, of Ho'o in the game. Uh, additionally, the Seamorg is described as being sort of rainbowish colored in it, rather than like a typical red. Well, on top of that, Ashton got the same thing, right? Except Ashton didn't get power. He's just like kind of mediocre. Mm. Well, that's interesting because I was actually learning about Seamorgs um, or Seamorgs. How do you pronounce that? Seamorg. Seamorgs yeah. uh, in preparation for today. But it was through a completely different Pokemon. I was learning about it as being the inspiration for Articuno. Oh, huh. really? Yeah, um, because I and when you look at the pictures of some of them, I'm like, I see it. I see how it was like, or I can see it being inspired by Articuno more than Ho-Oh. Interesting. Wow. You know, the more you know, that's... we need like that swipe right now, and then the show's over. <laughs> the more you know. Interesting. Because okay. <laughs> it has a really long tail, and if you look at Articuno's design relative to the other like legendary birds, yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's sure. True. Uh, it's also worth noting that in perhaps the progenitor of the Phoenix archetype as a whole uh, came from. Uh, actually, no, it was it was Greece, but I think it eventually transferred to Egypt, where it became known by the term Garuda or mm-hmm. something like that. And the Garuda was basically a phoenix, except it ran around on two legs. So it was like peacock but a phoenix yeah that's what i'm getting from this conversation that the gruda (laughs) is a is a peacock but a phoenix and that should be the next pokemon (laughs) that would be great right actually that's kind of ho like ho ho is kind of like a peacock i feel like it's like its tail's kind of like poof you know it's like trying it's trying trying it's trying it's trying to be we don't have a peacock pokemon that needs to happen by the way we need we need a peacock and like a solid turkey that doesn't uh, not ho ho is pretty much a good turkey but we need like a turkey pokemon and a peacock pokemon i'm telling you might be trying to looks like the fang kwong what what is like there's a lot of interpretations of what ho is but one of them is the fang kwong which is a mythological bird of china that is also very much of the rainbow Hmm. variety People like their rainbow birds. Yeah, I mean, I do. (laughs) Maybe that's the point that it's sort of like, I I hate to use this, I'm not going to say, but a mythological, uh, you know, amalgamation. Yeah, no, that's definitely something they do. I think think Gen 2 is full of that, by the way, because if you look at something like Raiko, Soikun, and Nente, if you look at those, because I actually had an argument recently with some friends of mine about these, because they're like, no, they're legendary dogs. I'm like, not really. 
they're, they're like, well, what do you think they are? Cats? I'm like, no, they're like both. They kind of just kissed because if you, <laughs> because if you do look at them and you look at the origins behind like Soikun, Entei, and Raiko, um, they all have, they're a combination of like a cat and a dog that has got shoved together, like a cat from mythology plus a dog from mythology. And they got them pushed together. And so, which makes sense. Yeah. Because that's why they're called the legendary life, a beasts. lot of these mythological stories, like there's a lot of similarities between different cultures and it changes over time. And I think that's cool. Like that Pokemon coat of paint where you're just like, well, this is ambiguous. And I think that's just the story of Pokemon, right? Ambiguity. Because we I, were you on that show, Sublime? Somebody was on the show with me where they're like, man, I wish they would really go more in detail about a lot of these Pokemon mythologies uh, in terms yes. of like in-game and mythologies. to keep it amb- ambiguous. Yeah, or we were talking about Anne's backstory is what it was. Yeah, that, that well, that that one I yeah. agree with you should be fleshed out. But I, they, Pokemon likes to keep things ambiguous and they like headcanon. And that's, right, so this that is kind of what they're doing. It as you want. Yeah, it's, it's like modular storytelling. Or maybe multiple inspirations, you know? That could be possible too. Yeah, exactly. It's very good. I really like the way they handle Pokemon like that. Um, well, for me, uh, I, I do you have any more to say, Scrum? I don't want to like cut you off. No, I was going to get into uh, Norse next. Uh, If we have time, I'll let you do that. If not, we'll do a second episode. Right. Uh, So the next one, my favorite one, because for those of you who don't know, not only do I have a physics degree, but I also have a religious studies degree. Um, Fun fact. uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Fun fact. I I use it for literally nothing. Um, (laughs) uh, I, I got it and I literally use it for nothing. And so... Uh, but the big one is Gen 3. Gen 3 in general. Like, Gen 3 happened and they're just like, man, you know what we like? Hebrews. And that's what happened. Because if you look at the Reggies, those are all Golems, which are based on, which were Hebrew, um, or based on Hebrew scripture. And the Golems were things that the priest would make to protect cities and stuff like that. They, they obviously weren't real, but it's just, it's part of the story. And then, or maybe they were real. I don't know. I can't I can't say they weren't weird stuff could have happened before like we had technology right but the other thing that happened from there is we have Groudon Kyogre and Rayquaza and they're all based on different parts of the Hebrew mythology um, one being the Leviathan I think a lot more people are familiar with the Leviathan because that's kind of crept into other stories in the modern age uh, the Leviathan was this giant sea creature that God created to protect the seas in Hebrew mm-hmm. mythology and that's obviously Kyogre, right? You have Kyogre. Kyogre's name actually is Hebrew for whale, by the way. Fun fact. It's uh, it's Hebrew for whale. So that's even better. Why does it have the giant fins? Uh, be- I mean, the Leviathan, if you look at pictures of it, it's very similar to what Kyogre looks like. It's just like this giant sea creature that's a bunch of sea creatures shoved together to make one giant one. Mm. It's what people were scared of when they were do when they were sailing across like the Mediterranean stuff early in the day because they're just like, oh man, I hope the Leviathan isn't here and it's gonna sink our boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, Groudon is also a member of that. There is a creature called the Behemoth in Hebrew uh, in Hebrew mythology, and it was just like this big thing that would walk across the land and just terrorize people apparently. Um, and then the final one is the Zig, which is essentially just a dragon. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. And that's Rayquaza, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, dragon. Yeah, but the three of them actually they do relate to Hebrew mythology. And on top of that, like I said, the Reggies just follow that up even more by being golems, which are part of Hebrew mythology. Um, and I know Sublime and I were talking before the show. There's uh, Golurk, who actually comes from that as well. Um, then 
he because he's a golem. But there's a very specific golem he's from, and I don't remember yes. what it is. But I know you know it is why. the golem of Prague from the 16th yes, century. Um, yes, because if you look at its design, it has that crack going up of it with that mm-hmm. patch over it. And if you look at the artistic portrayals of the specific golem of Prague, it is clearly a callback to that. Yeah, it's really Sweet. weird. I mean, there was a really, it, I mean, there's really cool, uh, just like the Hebrew mythology and how they seep, seep it in. And I mean, you could kind of see that with, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to go, I don't wanna, like steal anybody's thunder, but, uh, you can see that again in like other designs, like religious, um, views. I think one of the big things that was early on in sun and moon, people thought the original seven ultra beasts were, um, what is it? Uh, the seven deadly sins, not the anime, but the actual seven deadly sins. Um, so, well, they all have very strange names that could be similar to that. Well, one of them code is names, right? straight. Yeah. The code, one, uh, Guz, Guz Gluttony. the big one Gluttony because he was, gut, he yeah. was codenamed gluttony and gluttony is a deadly sin. Um, and then mm. you could look at, uh, then you have wrath, which you could attribute to either Cartana Buzzwole. or Buzzwool. Mm-hmm. Buzzwool could be Pheromosa. Lust is absolutely Pheromosa if you're going to associate it. Uh, and then, uh, Naya Lego is pride. Naya Lego, I wouldn't say is pride. I would actually say is greed. Right. Oh. Um, because so when you have pride, you it's uh, pride and wrath. You can switch interchangeably between Cartana and Buzzwool. Uh, because Buzzwool could, you know, he flexes because he's prideful. Oh, that's it. true. He's very uh, even his Pokedex talks about how he shows off his muscles. Yeah, exactly. So that could be prideful. Yeah. Um, and then Cartana's wrath because it's just like very strong and it like. It's got the highest attack of all the Ultra Beasts, and so it actually it like beats people up and stuff like that. What um, was Zerkatry? Uh, Zerkatry is actually Sloth, because I was huh. Uh, I I think you yeah. could I think you could go ahead. So Zerkatry and Celesteel are another pair that you can kind of swap between. Uh, Sloth and uh, what's the other one? Sloth what and Envy. Um, you can kind of swap those between e- one another, uh, because. Ooh. Uh, circuitry is really known for planting itself into the ground and just kind of staying there to soak up the electricity from the ground. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you could also say it's envious because it wants to make sure it gets all the electricity. Um, Celesteela is, th- th- this is where it starts to get fuzzy because these aren't exactly the same. Um, Celesteela, you can get, um, you can get sloth from it because it's heavy and it's slow, right? But at the same time, you could also get envy from it. I forget. Uh, I have to look at the Pokedex entry again. But, leech seed. Well, it learns leech seed, which is yeah. And so that's, that's kind of yeah. it. Uh, this is where you're starting to like stretch it at this point. I don't think this was absolutely yeah. true because yeah, I mean, exactly. we obviously got two more. Rockets. It got harder the further along we went with this like analogy. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, mm. it's it's something that you can like think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think mm. what's the last one? Um, is like I said, uh, greed with Nil Halego. That's because Nil Halego likes to put ne- neurotoxins into people's heads. He wants. Right? It wants to collect them and own them, right? Well, yeah. Well, it wants to put neurotoxins in their heads to steal their intelligence or something like that. And, I believe. Yeah. Um, let me look up Celesteela real quick, um, because Celesteela's Pokedex entry might have something that like we can we can steal it from. Uh, no, we can't at all. I don't know. I don't know what we can say about Celesteela, but you have to like attribute envy or sloth to it. And then envy or sloth the circuitry, um, but cool. that one's this one's really difficult. But I know Sublime has been really excited to do this one, so I want him to like end with this I one. Have yes. <laughs> so when we think about mythology and Pokemon, a lot of us look at to the legendary Pokemon a lot of the time, and so there are a lot of non-legendary Pokemon that are inspired off of myth as well. And so I was really excited to talk about Zatu 
um, because it clearly resembles a totem from Native American culture, but it also resembles the resplendent Quetzal, which is a real bird that is associated with Quetzalcoatl uh, from the Aztec culture and a number of other uh, Mesoamerican cultures as well, which was the feathered serpent snake god. Mm. And on top of that, it was an ancient uh, Mayan and Aztec tradition, uh, a spiritual practice, to uh, engage in sun gazing uh, in order to gain supernatural powers, which Zatu practices, and it is a psychic type. Ah, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, so the my so one of my questions about this is that the, in Mayan mythology, the counterpart to uh, Quetzalcoatl is uh, Kukulkan, which is actually a storm god. So, is it related to the Thunderbird, which is Zapdos? Well, the Thunderbird oh, sure. of Zapdos is more closely associated with Pacific Northwestern indigenous cultures. Mm-hmm. It's also huh. in what's that movie? Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Uh, that's cool. If but anybody wants to watch that, that movie, bird lives in the Grand Canyon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Zatu's really cool though. I like Zatu just as a Pokemon, and I always knew it had some backstory because it it definitely looked like it was Native American inspired. Um, I always thought totem poles, but I think I think what you said is much better. It's both because it clearly also resembles a totem, and actually Zat. The XAT is what a totem is in, uh, I think it's in a Native American language. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so the name comes from that, but it is a combination of both. Interesting. Oh, it's, it's it looks like. And there, there's needless to say that in Pokemon, most of the Pokemon are based on forms of like Japanese mythology. Yes. <laughs> because it's a, a Japanese game. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be an entire episode itself, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah. there's so many Pokemon that are based on Japanese mythology, like one on one. Like there's, I mean, obviously because it's a Japanese game, right? But yeah, man, the number yeah, yeah. of Japanese references to Pokemon is just mm-hmm. so high, so yeah. high. But yeah, Scron, yeah. I'll let you go because I know you have like way more. Yes, than I, do. I, I do. And I we do. have enough I'm... time for another one. We have enough time for one more. Okay, cool. Well, I want to talk about the legendaries of Kalos. And uh, the relation to Norse mythology. And Norse mythology is really fun to to look into if you can pronounce the names correctly, which I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to do, but I have a better idea than a lot of people. But we'll, we'll try my best. Uh, so we've got Eveltal, Xerneas, and Zygarde. And in this case, they represent uh, aspects of the world tree uh, in Norse mythology. And if, you, if you're not familiar with what the world tree is, the world tree is the universe of sorts. It's what connects all life. It's what connects all death. It's just how existence happens. And the way that uh, the Gen 6 legendaries decided to interpret it is that they had Xerneas be the physical representation of the world tree. And in this, you can see this because it literally turns into a tree whenever it's in a dormant state. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, it's the being that, can literally grant immortality just to whoever it wants. It gives infinite life, and it's a fairy type. So, I mean, I think the connection there is pretty clear. Now, on the world tree, there were two beasts uh, that sort of thrive off of it. And if you want to go further, there's like a little squirrel named Ratatoska, which just kind of runs around and is like the messenger god. But that doesn't matter. But we've got um, we've got these uh, two beasts that reside on the tree and the first uh, we're going to talk about is uh the one that represents a veltal and in this case it is 
Videfon, and uh, he is sort of like an eagle of death and decay. And he sort of just lives on the world tree and lives off the life energies of the tree. And supposedly whenever the apocalypse comes, it's going to do bad stuff. So the clear illusion about Veltal being a bringer of death is there as well. And you can see sort of the eagle-looking ways of it. So actually, I know a little bit about this as well. The bird, uh, the eagle, or whatever it is, actually is blind as well. And if Mm. you look at Yvetel's design... Uh, his eyes are like purposely blue, which is typically like a, it's like a fuzzy blue, which is typical of blindness. So that's another indicator for that. Oh, it's so cool. And uh, the last one, Zygarde, it comes from the dragon that gnaws on the roots of Yggdrasil, the world tree. And that, that dragon's name is Nidhogg. And uh, a lot of people think that may say that he could be based on Jormungand, the, the Midgard serpent. But I don't think that's true at all. I think it is, in fact, Nidhogg, because I would explain the dragon typing and also the earth typing, because it lives under the ground and it sucks on the roots of the world tree. And why this is significant is because Zygarde's purpose in the game is to maintain the order of the ecosystem. And I I would argue that its purpose in maintaining the ecosystem isn't because it's a god or something. It's because it re- relies off of the stability of uh, Xerneas and of Eltal being in their current state. So it wishes to preserve the ecosystem as it is so it can continue sucking on the roots of Yggdrasil. Hmm. It is a maintainer of what is what it is. And like obviously it's not sucking on any roots in the Pokemon games, but it lives off of the energy of the Earth and it doesn't want it to change in a drastic way because that could threaten its livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. No, that's that's all really good. Uh, I think we'll end it there, though, and we're going to go into the Pokemon of the episode. But first, we're going to take a commercial break, guys, so we will catch you on the flip-flop. Greetings, irresponsible parents of Alpha children. I am Volga Vladinovskaya, spokesperson of the Family Services Division of the Devon Corporation. Do you wish for your child to behave like a proper citizen? Do you wish to be relieved of your parently duties and live free like you are young once more? Esdorva, bring your Floki Edeti to Driftblum Decker, where we will take uh, excellent care of them. You need not worry about their health, Roditelli. The Driftblum will keep a close eye and limb on them at all times. Children who come to our daycare have been proven to come back home more soulless, well-behaved than ever before. Yet more shall you deal with joyous plusos and minions in your households. <laughs> the best part is to ask. Your first month at Driftblum Daycare is now mostly free. Barring, of course, your child's soul. N- n- never mind. Just bring $50 and some bread. Nemostrana. Trifblim Daycare. No refunds. Poke of the episode. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 178, Zatu, the Mystic Pokemon. This odd Pokemon can see both the past and the future. It eyes the sun's movement all day. 
So Zatu competitively isn't that terrible of a Pokemon just because it has magic bounds. It's now an NU, but granted, we were talking about this earlier and we're just like, wasn't it in Ubers? And it was back yeah. in black and white. There was a time it was where Ubers. You could use and, it in Ubers. And it was a dual screen setter. The problem is it's just outclassed now by something like Sableye, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's outclassed by Sableye, Espeon, so many things. Just Mega Diancie. Yeah, Mega Diancie, because those all get magic bounds. And Zatu does as well, but it's really good in NU. I'd say it's probably one of the best NU Pokemon, personally. One, yeah. because you can bounce back hazards, and you can set both both Reflect and Light Screen with it. Um, you can set up uh, Reflect, Light Screen, hold hold a Light Clay, uh, hold on to Roost. It does get access to Heat Wave. That should be noted. Um, it gets Defog. It does get Defog, yeah. But then if you're using Defog, you failed to use Magic Bounce. Yeah. That's true. It's still good. <laughs> uh, I think right now it's used as an offensive pivot in in NU. I think it's uh, Roost, U-Turn, Psychic, Grass Knot are pretty standard with the Magic Bounce ability. Uh, 252 mm. HP, 240 Defense, and 16 Speed. At 16 Speed because its base speed is 95, and the Speed Creep is for, let me double check, it's for, go, go, uh, it's for Garbodor or something, um, mm. or Embor. No, not Embor. I'm stupid. Um Oh, it makes it, yeah, it's faster than Adamant Embor if you give 16 <laughs> speed EVs in your bold, non-speed boosting nature. So that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, if I were playing Zatu and I were trying to have fun, I'd give it, like, guard swap and, like, nerf its defenses down to the minimum and just mess up their tanks by stealing all of their defense. Man, what I would want to do with Zatu is I'm really, so... I'm really hoping in draft league, like we get to see a lot of Zatu get up and I really want to see Zatu or just something that shouldn't ha- do it. Super Sonic Sky Strike. That's what I want to see. I don't know who drafted Golurk, by the way. Whoever drafted Golurk needs to use Super Sonic Sky Strike Golurk. Like it has to happen. <laughs> it has to happen. I want, I need that in my life. Super Sonic uh... Sky Strike Golurk. I also want to just see that in the anime. Somebody show me Super Sonic Sky Strike Golurk in the anime. I'll be so happy. Um, hey, Thatch, the poke of the episode is Zatu, not Golurk. It is Zatu. <laughs> not Golurk, unfortunately. But it's got Magic Bounce, and I think it's the OG Magic Bounce Pokemon. I think that it's hilarious that it gets Sucker Punch. Does it really get Sucker Punch? It gets Sucker it gets Punch. It gets yeah. Foul Play. Its move pool's not bad. It has Tailwind if you're using it as a pivot anyway. Yeah, it's, well, I, I feel like that's more of like a... If hazards were more of a presence in something like VGC, that is one thousand percent true. Although they sometimes overlap. So, so I think a meta that we don't ever talk about on the show, and this is probably the first time I ever talked about it, is doubles OU. That could be helpful in doubles OU. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because you could, because hazards are a factor in doubles OU because you're playing still a six, it's six, six on match. six. Yeah, and uh, magic bounce would definitely activate in that case, and you could set up tailwind. So I think that's something to think about. Um, maybe I should do uh, an episode of Battlecast on Doubles OU. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. There's a lot of people that don't know the difference, so I think that'd be a yeah, fun topic. I think Doubles this month. I think we figured it out, Sublime. Uh, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, boom. Zatu got some crazy tutor moves. It Did got he? Ally get... Switch. It got Foul Play. Dude, uh, Ally Switch is Eka cool. Drain, Heat Mo, Heat Wave, uh, Tailwind, and Paint Split. Dude, Ally Switch is the bomb. I also yeah. got laser focus. Everything got laser focus. You get laser focus. You get laser focus. You know, <laughs> ally switch is such a fun move now 
because it was it was a TM in Gen five, but it's become kind of like the meta now in VGC. <laughs> Yeah. Because everybody's running Crystalia with Ally Switch, and then if you can't target a specific opponent, it's really poopy. Especially with Stomping Tantrum being so prevalent. And you just Ally Switch, like something that's weak to Stomping Tantrum with Crystalia. And then Crystalia's like, I don't care that you did uh, that you did Stomping Tantrum over here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. It's really interesting. So I want to take a moment, though, and talk about Zatu and the TCG. Now, first of all, in the TCG, Zatu hasn't gotten a card since Roaring Skies. Which is absurd. For those of you who aren't TCG people, that's literally like the set from, I think, three years ago. That came out in the summer of three years ago. Yeah, it's around um, there. Which is, that's so long ago that we've, we haven't had a, a Zatu card. That was something like, um, uh, that was in the middle of X and Y. That was the last set, I think, that, well, second to last set that got just rotated out. Uh, but all Zatu cards are always super interesting. So the one in Roaring Skies, I want to highlight that one, first of all. Uh, its first attack is Future Sight, which is a colorless energy, and it's look at the top five cards of either player's deck and put them on top of that player's deck in any order. So it's kind of like Glade's Premonition ability, if you want to use it on yourself, but it's also another way to like slow down your opponent if you really want to, but with draw power being so significant right now, it's not really that great. The other mm. one that I thought was super interesting, though, was Stressful Eye, which is a psychic energy and a colorless. It does 30 damage, but... The effect is really interesting. It's your opponent reveals his or her hand, discarded trainer card you find there. And I could see that being like, that would be really poopy if you're just like, man, next turn, I'm going to, I'm going to like use the Sycamore and then I'm done. Right. Uh, and then like you, you show your hand, you like your opponent, show, you show your opponent your hand and they're just like, see you later Sycamore. And it's a little sad. I don't think it's that big of a deal though with like Lele right now. Without with that with Lele just being able to slap down and pick up another supporter, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Though you guys may disagree, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I think the one that's I think my favorite Zatu card is the one from Legendary Treasures. Though this is a black and white set, like really long ago. I remember it was the last set of Legendary of black and white, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's something I don't know. I have no idea what the black I think and it's white the very last a black and white set before X and Y. Okay, so catch this Zatu though. For one psychic energy, you use fortunate draw. This is where things get fun. You and your opponent play rock, paper, scissors. The player who wins draws three cards. The player who loses discards the top three cards of his or her deck. Wow. Isn't that such a fun move? Yeah, the 50-50 game mode. I mean, it has a psychological element, too, if you're really getting into it. Like, if you're a guy who's, like, really into rock, paper, scissors, this is your card, okay? (sighs) That could be a lot of fun. I think that's just a lot of fun. Because we're going to play rock, paper, scissors, and one of us is going to discard three cards from the top of their deck. <laughs> Zatu mill deck is the new thing to do, yeah. Yeah, I want to see a Zatu mill deck. That's like a skill mill deck, though. Um, but I think that could be a lot of fun. That yes. would make it all the more impressive. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I wonder how that works in PTCGO. Oh, yeah. That's weird. That's true. I don't know. That's something to explore. Yeah. Does PTCGO have like a thing for that? That's really, that's actually, I'm more curious about that than literally anything else right now. Isn't uh, that an interesting quandary? Let's look into this. Yes. I don't know how it ha- it's handled on PTCGO. They I usually really do don't. have those special things. Yeah. They, they sometimes do. Okay. That's true. They might just be like, yeah, pick rock, paper, scissors or something like that. It's better in person, in my opinion. 
Because you can just like stare the person in the eye and be like, you got it wrong. Discard your top three cards now. And then you have to have that awkward conversation with your with the person you're playing with about, are we going on shoot or are we going on three, right? Uh, <laughs> but I feel like that's, that, was the, that was the best thing I had seen through this whole thing. It's just like, Zatu's cards are all they're like they're always just like well one they play really heavily on to, on the whole like Zatu can see the future thing, or Zatu uh, is just doing something real wacky that you wouldn't expect Zatu to do, or any other Pokemon card. Um, let's see. Ooh, yeah, I think I found something interesting. Oh boy, oh yeah, I did in Gen three. Uh, you could chain breed Baton Pass onto uh, Natu. And it was from XD, Gale of Darkness. You had to have the special... Can it not get Baton Pass now? It has to be from uh, XD, Gale of Darkness, it looks like. Really? You have to breed it down, yeah. Wait, that's so weird. I, yeah, wait, it's really wait, weird. Read it down from what? Like a specific... Oh, is it like a special move from XD Gale of Darkness? Uh, I think in XD Gale of Darkness you can catch Nachu. Uh, is it maybe one of the wild Pokemon? I think it might have been. I, I don't know. I don't know. Here, I'll find out real quick. I don't uh, know if it's one of the wild Pokemon or not. I, I, I didn't know that. I thought it already got Baton Pass regularly. But I could be wrong. Um Okay. Um, you can't catch Natu though. You can't catch Natu in Gale of Darkness though. I okay. just verified that to myself. And it looks like the Natu that you catch there, or oh, you you don't catch, but I think you trade for it maybe. Um, it's either that or they had like that one little wild area. I don't know if it's that one or not. Yeah, let me figure this out. Here, it says it's snaggable. It says it's snaggable though. Okay, so it will know Baton Pass, and then you can pass that Baton Pass down. It does. Maybe. Wait, you can breed it down. Doesn't that mean Natu already gets it? I don't think it does. Uh, really? Maybe you can't breed it down, and maybe it's just this Natu. Okay, because if you can't breed it down, that would make more sense to me. Um, because right now, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it just gets Baton... It does not learn Baton Pass naturally. Uh, that's really weird. Hmm. Uh, that's really weird, because let's look at the Baton Pass move. This is this is an interesting tidbit of... Uh, of inf- info right here. I thought, I mean, I don't know what you would use baton pass with not for. I don't think it gets like cosmic power or anything, hmm. but I'd be surprised if it did. It's a psychic type. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't look like it does though. Rare It is a special move. It is a special move in gen three, four, not to. So that means oh, it has, it has to be that not to. It Combined. has to be. So, uh, there are other Pokemon that get it as well and from Gale of Darkness. It's uh, Solrock, Lunatone, Swellow, Zapdos, Hypno, Dodrio, Farfetch'd, Rapidash, Spearow, and Beedrill. And I would like to point out that none of them can successfully use it except for maybe Natu. Well, maybe uh, Dodrio with Agility. Yeah, even then, you're like you should be doing other things with Dodrio. Uh, <laughs> because uh, Natu, I mean, it doesn't make it. It doesn't matter anymore. Because Baton Pass is panned from OU. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it... Uh, it does it, learn stored power, so... It does learn stored power. That's interesting. It could uh, be your... But it could have been your Baton Pass finisher. Yeah, a Baton Pass finisher I can agree with. But I don't know about... Because, like, I don't think it, cos- it gets cosmic power or anything. It, it gets get combine. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Uh, all right. So that's going to be it for Zatu, guys. 
We're going to kick it on over, though, to the mailbag. So let's kick it on over. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. Your mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we'll be giving out the Green Tauros roll to anybody who is uh, deemed worthy. Uh, So if you want to send us an email, this is the segment of the show where we'll read through your listener mail. It doesn't have to be about the prompt that we give every week. However, we do give a prompt every week if you want to have something to write about. So our prompt this week is, what Pokemon, uh, based on real life mythologies did we miss or do are there any in particular that you really like more details about something that we talked about this week please let us know in the email you can send those to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com so there's definitely a lot we missed but but describe like why you think it's cool like what's your favorite (laughs) yeah all right so our first email this week our question last week was what do you think of detective pikachu and i think zero people answered it um is uh, and is isn't from, that an answer unto itself? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> is from British Gent. And I'll take this one. All right. Uh, people like when I read their emails and accents, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head because I have no justification for that whatsoever. But I'm going to go ahead and read British Gent's uh, accent in a voice that I imagine how from uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon to have. Hello, Thatch and his fantastic crew. Just a quick note after last week's podcast. In all honesty, I won't be buying Detective Pikachu. (laughs) It's something to me that just doesn't interest me. That, and I need to save my money. Regarding your comments with me and the PDL from last season, well, you're right. But with regards to why you are right, well, it helps when you have a working laptop to work out calcs. Having time to hatch several mods and work everything out also helps. This year I am changing things though. My last battle messed up out of my own mistake and not swapping out Absol. <laughs> Later tonight I face off with Shamu. I know I have a tough match ahead of me, but I do believe I have prepared. The Royals are coming and I believe that we will come out victorious question for you and your team this week do you think you will ever get an update version of some kind of pokemon conquest till next time the british gent so the answer to the last question no i don't think we're ever (laughs) gonna see pokemon conquest ever again not gonna lie yeah i could see them doing a conquest too i so i don't know it did really well didn't it I think I don't think we're gonna get like Pokemon Conquest itself. I think what we're gonna get is Pokemon Con. Like we're gonna get we're gonna if we get anything that's like Pokemon and Fire Emblem kissing, it's gonna be something new. I feel like the Pokemon brand isn't gonna try to merge with Nabunga's ambition anymore. They're just gonna try to make something new, and it's gonna it's gonna be the same kind of idea of like strategy tabletop, but it's gonna be like Pokemon spin on it. Like it'll be like the Mystery Dungeon series or something like that. Like a one off though. Hey, hey, Thatch. Yeah. If you ever say Nobunga again, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> did, I, did I say it incorrectly? I apologize. It's Nobunaga, isn't it? Nobunaga. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, nope, I'm going to say Nobunga from now on, only because I know it bothers you. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. I'm so bad. Uh, it's okay. I still don't think we're going to see another one. Uh, because we want that. And things we want, we don't get. And that's why we're getting Gen 4 remakes this year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. All go right. This. So this next one is from Canada. Hey, Thatch and crew. I just wanted to take the time to thank you guys for the work you do in producing a great podcast. I've been traveling for work a lot recently and listening to you guys talk Pokemon has helped me help pass a lot of otherwise boring hours driving across various interstates to exotic locales between Eastern Pennsylvania and Western Ohio. None of those places are exotic. Well, uh, that's just a matter of perspective, right? You uh, know, that's, that's true. But Pennsylvania, I, we got uh, Philadelphia is in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. So we got like uh, the founding fathers stuff, right? Maybe something. Maybe. <laughs> and then we got like some mountains. I I think. <laughs> I think Appalachia's somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my Pokemon game uh, playing is mostly centered on the trading card game, both online and offline. But I'll also play the mainline games on my 3DS, and I have dabbled in Pokemon Go off and on as far back as the beta. I'm afraid I don't get too much into collecting other Pokemon memorabilia, but I do have a plush Psyduck sitting on my computer desk at home. It's still fun to hear you guys talk about the other various Pokemon products you like, though, and who knows, maybe I'll get some of my various nieces or nephews, or even my grandson, into Pokemon, so I can have some gift ideas from from you folks. Oh man, we have plenty of gift ideas, like the gifts of plushes. Just go to PokemonCenter.com. It's a great place to shop. Get a fleece throw blanket. Uh, it's great. Oddly enough, as marketed as that statement sounds, we do not get paid by Pokemon to market their prog- products. This is absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> I, just but no, no. I so, so it's a twofold reason. One, I really like the PokemonCenter.com products. And two, uh, they just recently reopened PokemonCenter.com like two years ago. And uh, before that, like we didn't have a way to get official Pokemon product in the U.S. without like going to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we used to have the PokemonCenter.com that existed, I think, like in 2008. And that's when it got shut down. And then we didn't have one until like 2015. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to just say, guys, go buy things from PokemonCenter.com because Thatch wants PokemonCenter.com to still be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair enough. It's more of a selfish reason than anything else. Um, I have yet to try Detective Pikachu. It's fine. Don't do it. Uh, I'm not really <laughs> into the visual novel style game. And from what I've heard about it so far, that sounds like the type of game it is. Maybe once it drops in price a bit, I'll give it a shot. Plenty of other Pokemon games for me to play or catch up, up, on, up on until then. Uh, in closing, thanks again for the great podcast. I'm on the road again for th- for the next three weeks. So I look forward to whatever you guys have on slate to talk about in the near future. Sincerely, Canada. Woo! Actually, uh, you know actually what? have a couple good shows coming up. I'm really excited. I think the only thing in existence that could have compelled me to purchase Detective Pikachu is if Samuel L. Jackson voiced him. Oh, man. Uh, so, so from What's this we got over here? A clue? From my impression of it, I'm just going to wait for it to go, like, I'm just going to wait for, like, a used copy in three months. Because it'll probably cost almost nothing if you go buy a used copy of Detective Pikachu. Uh, from my understanding, there's very little replay value in it. Uh, though, y- you buy it for the story, you don't buy it for the gameplay. 
from my oh, understanding. I can't imagine having to replay a point and click, you know. Yeah. Thing like that I'll be like re uh, integrating the same scenes from before. Oh, that sounds awful. It sounds absolutely. I mean, I, alternatively, I feel like you can just watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Uh, granted, I think there's like three hours of cutscenes. Like three hours. That's a lot of cutscenes. A lot of cutscenes, guys. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it from Canada. So this next one's from Savage Fire, and we're gonna pass that off to Sublime. All right. Hi there, Thatch, and surely excellent co-hosts. Savage Fire here, writing in to the mailbag with a short email. I am really intrigued by Detective Pikachu, but have been struggling to find the funds to buy it. I would love to know more about the game, if it is worth the money, and overall fun slash gameplay level. Well, I suggest you listen to last week's podcast. Yeah, we did Um, just that. (laughs) That's exactly what they did, isn't it? Yeah. I also have a question for all you people. This question is going to be, if you could choose one thing to add into Detective Pikachu, what would it be? Features, options, gameplay, etc. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. Savage Fire. Uh, so I have like one that's a joke answer and one that's like a real answer. I the have jo- one a joke answer is a refund simultaneously. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think the I think the real answer is if you want to. I I feel like there should be more depth. I understand what they were going for. It was definitely a game targeted at a younger audience. But even if I were that young, maybe I'm a special case. I I don't I don't want to like speak for all you know ten year olds or something like that. I would feel so underwhelmed by that game, from my understanding of like the task to do is just like, oh, I have to find how to make the color orange. Well, I learned this, <laughs> and like it, oh, it's no. I don't know. It's just one of those things that I wish they would if they brought the complexity of something like an Ace Attorney game to it. I think it would be more fun. Like, give us a more adult version of that game, and it, it's a lot of fun. Though I, I Detective Raichu. Dete- <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. What if Detective Pikachu, like, it, they're, like, solving a case, and, like, he accidentally, like, touches a Thunderstone. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be absolutely awful. But you know what? He would discover what orange looks like. <laughs> Oh, there's layers. There's layers. Oh, that's, if that's, I could add anything to Detective Pikachu, here's what I want. I want you to be able to take a color palette everywhere in the game so you can make everything orange or whatever color you want. That's what I want. Man, I also game... think that should be a meme. That needs to be a meme. Red uh, plus yellow equals orange. And then you just put something that's orange. Like Raichu. Oh, that's Someone hilarious. make that happen, please. I need that in my life. Man, that was just so bad. Like... It, it, I mean, it's not so bad. Like it was like I said last week. It felt very Dora the Explorer, <laughs> Explorer. You know, like Badge. red plus yellow makes orange. <laughs> Why is that a thing? To learn as a kid. Uh, oof. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I feel like it, I don't know what audience they were going for with this. Um, I I understand to an extent, like it's for a younger audience, but like something like that, even if I was 10 years old, I'd feel like that's a little ridiculous. Like you should know. Right. And uh, though it would be something interesting that you can maybe get like a kid into like a younger kid, maybe like five or six years old, you can get them into it. You need something to throw in their 2DS and they can have a game that they can play. Right. Don't, don't make it an educational game. It's a game. It's a Pokemon game. What, what has Pokemon done that gives you educational value? 
I I can't click like Ash quit school when he was ten. He probably doesn't know how to math. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But that is it for the mailbag segment. So I will tell you guys this now. The only person that we read today that does not have the Green Toros badge is Kaneda. Uh, everybody else has it. So do you think we should give Kaneda the Green Toros badge roll? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's okay. a nice, well-thought-out email. Good enough. Sure. Yeah, he, he said that we were awesome, so that's, like, good enough, right? Good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stroking our yeah. ego. You get this badge. Uh, <laughs> All right. And so if you, again, if you guys want to email us next week, you can do so at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Talk to us about anything. We really, we really will read whatever you send us. Uh, we will also, yeah, the mailbag question, if you do want to answer it, is going to be uh, what, what real life mythologies did we miss that Pokemon are based on and what are your favorites and why? Let us know in the, uh, let us know at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you want to do a lot of other puckly goodness, there's a couple other ways to do so. One, you should follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. All of those are on our website, pucklepodcast.com, which has awesome articles on it, by the way. You should also check out our Twitch, twitch.tv slash the pucklepodcast. Jushir and I are regular streamers there. We have a schedule that you guys can check out. It's in the description. Uh, it is a lot. It, you guys can catch us on the stream. It's a lot of fun. I do viewer battles typically. Jushiro will do TCG. And like I said earlier in the show, on the 21st, he and I are going to be teaming up to do a team stream where he and I are going to coach each other on how to play each other's game. Um, I think that's just going to be me like yelling at Jushiro that I think the moves he's suggesting are stupid or something like that. Um, and then <laughs> and then him just being very scared and like doing all the moves I tell him. I'm telling you, it works. You just have to keep using powder snow. <laughs> and then there's also uh there's a few other things um but yeah the stream's a lot of fun it's gonna be a blast we're working on improving content there as well so definitely come and check us out uh, and if you want to help support the show you can do so in a couple different ways one if you have a twitch prime subscription that you haven't used already or if you have amazon prime you can actually go ahead and sub to us on twitch for free and puckle actually sees like two dollars from that and we really do it does help the show every two dollar every month you can give us two dollars if you have amazon prime it's free for you guys, and it's uh, really nice and helps out the show. Uh, alternatively, you could give to us uh, more personally by going to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where you can get a host of rewards. We're going to be doing a live show again this month, probably on the 28th, so definitely check that out. It's a lot of fun. And we're gonna you can be on the live show if you're a patron, and you can also get a host of other cool rewards. I think we're doing Puckle TCG cards again this month. I think both of his cards are getting sent out, and then maybe in May. Uh, depending on my moving schedule, there might be another one and it might be a certain person who's in this podcast right now. Um, so <laughs> definitely, definitely watch out for that. You got to collect them all though, right? Scrawn got to collect them all. Right. You got to collect them all. <laughs> and finally, uh, if you want to help out the sh- uh, show and get something in return, you can go check out T public. Uh, that description link is in the show notes as well, where we have a bunch of cool designs, including drift blim daycare. And you guys can actually go ahead and buy these t-shirts and everything you buy helps out the store. Anything on there, even if we haven't designed it personally, helps out the store because we get some kind of uh, commission credit for helping. I feel like uh, I should point out something to those who aren't aware. If you want to get to the Discord server. Uh, oh, yes. I forgot and, about Discord. And all you have to do is go to the show notes. So you go to mm-hmm. pucklepodcast.com and then you click on the most recent episode. Then you scroll down and you click on that link. And Discord is super easy to use. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on your computer. You can put it on your tablet. You can really put it on whatever you you want. And then you can just chat with us, have some fun. 
Yeah, no, oh, it's okay. a lot of fun. We really love hanging out with you guys, and it's where you can do all of our cool tournaments in the community, and where you yes. just have a lot of fun like that. And finally, you, finally, yes. final push I need to do because it's like three months beforehand. If you want to come to PuckleCon, it's happening in Dayton, Ohio, July 21st and 22nd. Definitely do that if you can. We really want to see you there. Like I said, we're going to be doing a live podcast. You have a chance to be on the podcast. Uh, we'll have more details about everything that's going on later in the month. We hope to have a schedule to you guys very soon so that you can see what kind of events are going on and how you can get involved and just have some fun and hang out with us. So, if you need more details, again, join the Discord. We have a yeah. separate special role and channel for you Yeah, so you can get in there. Yeah, if you need to find a roommate, great place to do that. So this is going to be it for the show this week. I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum. And I'm Sublime. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we here at Puckle would like to thank our patrons for making the show possible. So we would like to thank Dark Flame, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Andrea, the Fluffiest Whimsicott, Locke, uh, Dr. Shamu, Mongo, Professor Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alviron, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Chris, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester, and the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Trevor, TJ, Dexio, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Kenneth, the British Gent, Sparky, Brian, Rotted, the Orange Avenger, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Dennis, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Beaverla, Inferno, and the Real EV for making the show possible. As always, thanks for your continued support. 
And on February, on April, wow, wrong month, on April 28th, guys, we're going to be doing that live show at 11 a.m., let's say 11 a.m. right now, 11 a.m. Eastern. So if you guys want to make it out to that, that would be great. I can't wait to meet you, hang out with you guys again. So catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.